Welcome to Just Schooling It. I'm your host, Dia Adams. This podcast will be used to educate teachers, parents, students, and the community on different issues, trends, and resources. In this part four, episode C of the Racial Pandemic series, I will continue my discussion on how the racial pandemic affects our educational system with a panel of four local educators, along with solutions to address this issue. But first, here is an announcement. Are you looking for a good barbecue sauce, rub, old school pickle products and preserves and more? Try Sweet Spirit Foods at www.sweetspiritoklahoma.net. That's www.sweetspiritoklahoma.net. And let the spirit catch you. have a panel of Oklahoma educators to discuss this racial pandemic in our educational system. I have from the Middale School District social studies teacher Miss June DeBose and from the Putman City School District I have high school English teacher Miss Angie Langus, special ed middle school teacher Miss Daphne Tanil, and high school government and history teacher Mr. Ed Ford. Welcome everyone. Okay, we're going to dive right in. With the recent protests due to the killings of George Floyd and others, what should we do to combat racism in our schools and our classrooms? You know, when the kids come back to school, I'm sure their tensions uh, will be high because you know, we've, we've often seen protests, but maybe not been involved in them. And this was like a worldwide protest. So how will you or how should we address it or handle it? Um, this is June DeBose. And I believe, first off, we have to be willing to engage in the conversation because kids are going to, particularly at the um, secondary level, are going to want to have a conversation and we have to be unafraid as the adult in the room to facilitate in a safe space that conversation uh, to allow kids to be able to ask those questions um, and get those um, educated answers mm-hmm. uh, within a safe environment. This is Angie Langus. Adding on to what June said, I agree with being open to the conversation. Um, especially like you, like you said, in secondary is a certainly a different conversation that I would let my students lead me, um, being high school students and being much more aware than if I were teaching elementary, but letting my students kind of lead me, um, letting them tell me what questions they had, what feelings they had, what they had heard through their family, their community, then from, um, media and moving from there. As an educator, do you feel comfortable in addressing racism? Is there anyone that doesn't feel comfortable that's on this panel? Okay, I'll take that as a no. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, 
what suggestions would you give an educator who may be struggling with this area? This is Ed Ford. I, I really believe that a lot of teachers probably do struggle with the ability to, uh, or a, um, causing division in their classroom mm-hmm. when talking about racism. And I think that as teachers, we need to get over that and we need to have a direct conversation. There's going to be people that are going to have differing opinions, but that is something that we as teachers, we have to be that referee mm-hmm. and we have to, and we have to be the educator. We have to educate people who don't see racial divisions that don't see those things. And so for me, I feel like that is something it's a fear that a lot of teachers may have, Mm -hmm. uh, especially those that are not themselves educated in the racial issues that are going on. This is Daphne Tennell. I agree with what Mr. Ford was saying. Also, I think in the classroom, we need to begin to educate the kids what racism is. I think the children have in their own minds of what racism is, but we also need to tell them what racism is not. I think that they call things racism when it's not racism. So mm-hmm. I think it's confusion there with the kids of understanding what racism really is. What would you tell them? Well, what I would do Instead of giving them the definition of it, mm-hmm. I would, I could tell them my own personal experience of it. Okay. And then maybe ask them, have they ever experienced it? And then ask them, is racism to them? So it's kind of like, what? it's kind of like to me, you want to know what it is. You want them to know what it is, but... You first got to understand what they think it is in their mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's where the confusion may be coming in, at, not just with the kids, but with uh, some of us adults, too. I think uh, this is June DeBose. Um, I think the definition of racism um, now is so fluid. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in light of recent events, there's been really some changes in the actual textbook definition of it. Um, but there has been some consistency too. Uh, it's a belief in in one group um, having power over another group or groups um, based on some level of privilege. And so, if you can approach it from that point of view, um, that one group has a position of power and privilege, and then other groups do not have it um, because one group is considered to be superior, and the other groups are considered to be um, lacking privilege or inferior, then maybe you can begin with that. But um, I agree uh, that there's a, a lack of an understanding of, of the definition of the word, and sometimes kids will just kind of toss that word around a lot, and adults will too, and are unsure of what it means. And I think it's a great thing that in society now we're talking about it and what it means and what it actually looks like. And adding the word systematic to it, systematic racism. We'll be back after this recess. Over the years, we've seen the exclusion of African Americans in our curriculum. 
aside from slavery, is it our responsibility as educators now more than ever to culturally educate our African-American students, our Caucasian students, just our students in general about other cultures? This is Ed Ford. Um, I, I, I just, uh, to me, that is probably one of the most important things I feel like I can do as a teacher. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, his history, just as as it has always been, has been written from the Caucasian male perspective. And mm-hmm. we have to get away from that. I've seen textbooks that uh, I think many people have seen where um, enslaved Africans being brought to the colonies during that time period. Um, and they were, they, they titled them as immigrants. Mm-hmm. I feel like it is our responsibility as teachers to throw off those misconceptions. And we have to be able to teach culture to our students. And that's, you know, I, I have spent a lot of my time right lately reading and, and watching to be myself more informed of mm-hmm. African-American culture, of Hispanic culture. I think it's, mu- it's much more important for me to do some of those things. And that also leads to one of the big things they want us to do with our students. And that is build those relationships and build up our kids to become good citizens and good people. Daphne Tenniel, uh, to add on to what Mr. Ford said, um, I think that that, African-American history should be taught. It should be in the curriculum. But I also think it should be added in some kind of way to state testing so that it can be taken more seriously because it's easy to say that you're going to put it in the curriculum, but how much of it are you going to put in the curriculum? I mean, what part of it are you going to teach and um, focus on for the kids? Um, you know, as teachers, we, we teach to the state testing. So if it's added in that, that will give um, teachers more ways or give them a way of thinking of how to add it in their classroom, uh, what part of it should we add in the classroom. I think it needs to be made more important than let's just have a conversation about it. I think it should be um, definitely a part of education um, without option. Yeah, there are a lot of things that have been taken out that can easily be implemented back in. I mean, you know, if we, we talk about Washington, D.C., there's Benjamin Banneker and making um, or given the fact that slaves were, you know, forced to build the monuments and the White House, those would be ways that teachers could give the entire story does anyone else have anything to say about that um absolutely this is angie langus um i think that is important in that um and that the challenge i think that a lot of teachers who look like me who are white have Mm -hmm. have maybe some concern that that we don't want to appear the white savior complex but instead Mm -hmm. how do we give them knowledge and let them integrate that into themselves. And I think that we're really blessed that Putnam City and Middell are very diverse student populations. 
and I think this would be mm -hmm. a very different conversation if we were from Moore or Norman that are predominantly still white populations of kids. And those parents and those teachers going, well, why do we have to learn this? Well, for the same reason that black children have to learn, you know, about George Washington and all of them is that it's all part of our history, our culture, and we need to broaden that culture. And, you know, and look and our kids of color need heroes that look like them. I agree. I mean, <laughs> we're given the standard, but is there a right or wrong way to teach it? I mean, can we go deeper? That That's basically mm -hmm. uh, what I was trying to say. This is, this is June DeBose. Um, I think the, it's not nearly far enough, but I think the state um, Department of Education and the state legislature uh, have made some positive steps, mm -hmm. uh, oddly enough, in the last couple of years to, <laughs> to incorporate um, some diverse stories about at least Oklahoma history right. in, the, um, in the curriculum with uh, the incorporation of Juneteenth and, um, as a requirement mm -hmm. um, and the incorporation of uh, teaching about uh, the Tulsa massacre uh, as part of curriculum. And so that gives, that gives teachers who are a little more uncomfortable, teachers in those predominantly um, Caucasian or white school districts, some, um, some, some backbone there where they can say to parents and to, to students, hey, this is why we have to teach this. It's required. It's part of all of our story. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we can legislatively maybe go even further mm -hmm. um, and that with everything going on in our society right now, this is a, a prime opportunity to, to push the envelope. Right. Um, and, and, you know, incorporate all stories from all perspectives, more stories about um, Native American mm -hmm. um, subjugation in, in uh, our history classes at all levels. And, um, of course, stories of black Americans in our history uh, classes. Mm -hmm. We'll be back in one moment. Teachers, are you looking for classroom tips and engagement ideas? Check out my Out of the Box Education Facebook page. That's Out of the Box Education. Is there a right way or a wrong way to teach African, -Amer African Americans about the, their history? Well, there's certainly a bad way. Um, this is Angie Langus again, and I think that we have seen that. Um, certainly for the last couple hundred years of public education. Um, so absolutely there's a wrong way to do that. Um, what would, what, can you give an example of what would be a wrong way, a well, uh, right way? It doesn't have to be you, it can be right. anyone. Um, I think that, you know, referring to slaves as immigrants, um, that the highlights of black history have been um, Harriet Tubman, maybe um, Frederick Douglass, and then President Obama, and we're done. Um, mm. You know, and not. Don't forget Dr. Oh, King. Oh, yeah, Dr. King. <laughs> and this <Right>. one's really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, right. and if you wanted to get really radical, you could talk about Malcolm X, but, but they don't talk about the nuances <laughs> of culture and, and things like that. And so, so, yeah, I think we have been doing it wrong. I think there are ways to get it better. 
And I think as educators, we're always looking for better ways of engaging our students. So with that being said, and most of the time the burden being put on the educator, is it solely our responsibility as educators, educators, I'm sorry, to culturally educate students? Or is it a family thing? Or is it auntie, uncle, grandma, grandpa? I mean, do you think it just is solely put on our shoulders as educators? I think it's both. This is Daphne Tenel. I think it's both. As a community, we do need to um, teach our kids um, about their culture. I do believe that sometimes if if it's put in education and it's put in there correctly or the right way, as you want to call it, I think that the kids can benefit from it and learn more from it. And when I say benefit from it, I mean as far as, it could empower some of them to go into education and to be a history teacher and to want to teach other kids about uh, black history or just about history, period. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I do think that uh, it's both. It's going to be the parents, the grandparents. You, I mean, parents, it starts with them. That's the foundation is with the uh, parents and grandparents. This is June DeBose. Um, I think for us to, in America to see this as truly American history, it has to be the job of everyone. Okay. Um, when, it is, when it is just the responsibility of the classroom teacher, you know, in the month of February <laughs> um, or the month of November or, or whatever, um, then uh, I don't know that trivialize is the word, but it, that's the word that's coming to mind mm. first. Um, we don't see it as all American history, we see it as a segment or a group. Right. Um, and so this needs to be part of our common American culture, and that means it's going to have to be embraced by everyone um, from the top leadership mm-hmm. all the way to um, the, the fireplace in every living room. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got to be embraced by everyone. It can't just be the job of the, the um, educator. Daphne Tennell. Yeah, I agree with that, too. Um, as, it, as it stands right now, because we only teach a certain part of history, and it's usually involved with, well, from my perspective personally, it usually involves um, seeing um, this uh, white person coming out as being the hero, um, as coming out as being the foundation of America, as coming out as being um because of them, this is how it got started, and this is how um, this is this is what we have to depend on. I think that when we incorporate all of it and bring everybody's importance to the uh, classroom, uh, whether it be Black America, White America, or uh, Hispanic America, bring everybody's perspective into history because everybody had an important part to play in American history and mm-hmm. everybody had a bad part to play in, in American history. So we need to know all of that, all parts of it, not just, not just one side of it. This is Angie Langus. Um, I think it's my job as the educator is to provide the resources for my students to learn. Um, so, yes, I need to give them the little factoids, June, what Juneteenth was, the date and the significance. But it's also my responsibility to bring in 
people from their community who can talk more mm. about what that what that day symbolizes and what it means for their culture and what it means for their family and the greater picture um, that that I I can provide the base and then I need to bring in other people who can who can give it color and light and story and all of that. This is that Ford. I I agree with Angie and Daphne. It's it is definitely something that has to come from all facets of society. And I think sometimes um, what we have is a, a teacher who may not be informed. There may be some ignorance there of some cultures and they don't really know what to do or how to teach it. And so I think that that in the classroom sometimes where is where some of the issues are. So it's also something that we as teachers need to make sure that we are doing in that we are educating ourselves in others cultures and mm -hmm. and celebrating those cultures in our classroom it's not it, it can't just be to me it's not just about me giving you this information but it's more about celebrating what's going on in your classroom with all of the different races and and ethnicities that we have there i'm going to go around the bend one more time your final <laughs> suggestions, your final tips, your final comments to educators? I think it's really important that educators educate themselves on culture, on everyone's culture and not just their own, and be willing to take that risk and, and get out of your comfort zone and teach all cultures. And it doesn't, it doesn't just have to be in a history class. It can be in any class that you have. Mm -hmm. You can attach culture to it. And I think that's really important. And I think that we, we need to be more accepting of those cultures as well. So that, that to me, it's as for teachers, educate yourself. Daphne Tennell. Um, I agree with what Mr. Ford said. Um, to add on to it, that's why I said the state testing, if state testing is involved in that and, and give a guideline on what, what should be taught in the classroom, then that would give the early teachers or the first or second year teachers um, an area to focus on that would um, that would keep down some of the I don't know what to teach and it might not help them learn how to teach it but it would give them an idea of what they could be teaching or what need to be taught in the classroom. This is Angie Langus. Um, and I think that as educators, in addition to educating ourselves, we need to support each other um, and call out racist comments and remarks and all of that when they happen. Um, I think that certainly helps whether it's a fellow teacher or get some people if it's an administrator. Um, that's certainly educating yourself, being an anti-racist, and hearing what the kids have to say. And this is June DeBose. And I think opportunities such as this with this particular podcast, I think um, engaging in the conversation with one another, whether it be fellow educators or just your neighbor mm -hmm. or whomever it might be, is an important step um, in creating a, a society where dialogue is appreciated. And if it's appreciated in society, then it will be appreciated in our classroom because our classrooms are a microcosm of that society. And so when we can have that dialogue um, in society, then we can increase that dialogue in our, in our classes, um, and then we can incorporate that diverse history um, 
And so I think this uh, forms like this are very important to that process too. I want to thank you all very much. And um, my prayers go to all of us because I'm kind of uh, <laughs> shook up about what this school year is going to look like. For sure. Yeah. So um, I really appreciate you all taking the time out to be on this panel and have this discussion and thank you. That's, that's the best I can say. Just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you thank for you. putting it together. Welcome back to Just Schooling It. It's library and resource time. My library choices entail books that also have movies based off of them. The Watsons Go to Birmingham, 1963, written by Christopher Paul Curtis. The Hate You Give, written by Angie Thomas. Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry, written by Mildred D. Taylor. And I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings, an autobiography written by Dr. Maya Angelou. If you would like to acknowledge a teacher, praise an outstanding student, or recognize a phenomenal parent, you can record a one-minute voice message. Simply go to my Just Schooling It podcast, click on message, and record. Once that's done, I'll play it on one of my future podcasts. Come on and give some positive praise. Now it's time for our final examination. When dealing with the racial pandemic, educators should A. Be willing to engage in the racial conversation. B. Educate themselves about the history and culture of people of color. C support each other and call out racial biases and comments. D, all of the above. If you chose D, you are absolutely correct. We have the ability as educators to make a difference in our classrooms when it comes to dealing with implicit biases and teaching all history in its entirety. In the words of the late great Congressman John Lewis, he said, when you see something that is not right, not fair, not just, you have to speak up, you have to say something, you have to do something. Well, that's our cue. School is out. Be sure to tune in to the next episode of Just Schooling It. 
And remember, you're never too young or old to learn. And it's cool to be schooled.